In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We find yet again the evil one in today's gospel. To be more precisely, we find the handiwork of Satan. The man in today's gospel has lost his faculties to speak because of the demon which possessed or he possessed him. Our blessed Lord cast from him the evil spirit which was hindering the man from speaking. The fathers of the church have always seen this man in the gospel episode as a figure of the soul which has been tainted by sin. Sin attacks his vital activities. He becomes mute. His prayers go silent. He becomes deaf. He closes his ear to God. For the soul, this happens because of that self-inflicted wound, sin. We hear so much about sin. Do we really comprehend why it is so bad? Why we must avoid it? What is such the big deal with sin? St. Thomas defines sin as an action done for a certain end and lacking due order to that end. Holy Scripture, already from the Old Testament, reminds us that it is of disobedience to God's divine law. God has showed us the way to happiness. In our refusal, our disobedience, our sins, are the roadblocks or speed bumps which hinder us or slow us down. If eternal life is that true end for all souls, anything which would obstruct or slow attaining this end is to be considered serious. If you go out and ask any random person in the streets, what is the greatest evil of this world? They would respond by listing some of the worst diseases that we have. They would never dare mention pride, envy, sloth, impurity, selfishness, or any vice or sin. No, for these things in worldly eyes do not hurt the person. The only evils which exist for some, sadly too many, are those which can be felt, those which can only be measured by our senses. In the Catechism for Children, we teach them already that sin is truly a sickness. Mortal sin, it kills the soul, while venial sins are those lesser sickness, which nonetheless make the soul sick, lethargic, and weak. We see then how the fathers saw in the man of today's gospel, that sick man, the figure of a sinner. St. Luke's gospel, wherein today's gospel is chosen, only mentions that he's mute, but St. Matthew tells us that he's both mute and blind. It is a power of the devil and not anything else which keep this man's blind and mute. For the soul which has abandoned itself to the life of sin is in the snares of the evil one. The devil has closed his eyes and his lips to God. How often, though, do we hear or even say to ourselves, that's just a venial sin. We might have grasped the fact that moral sin withdraws God's grace from us, It makes us worthy of being separated for eternity from Him. Sometimes, though, it's through attrition rather than contrition that we avoid mortal sin. It's thus the punishment we wish to avoid. So it is no wonder we then say to ourselves, it's just a venial sin, it's not that bad, I'm still in God's grace. 
Yes and no. Yes, we might still be in God's grace, but it is that bad. It is those deliberate venial sins which truly have the same type of attitude as the mortal sins. We know something is wrong, and we do it anyway. It is those deliberate venial sins which begin to blind us. It is those deliberate venial sins which begin to mute us. We are speaking here of those deliberate venial sins which are to be distinguished from those sins of passions or weaknesses. For those deliberate, deliberate venial sins, there's almost a malice in them. For we know what's right, but we don't do it. But when we see these venial sins, these deliberate venial sins, it is as if God has shown us the path. And instead of following his way, we say thanks, but no thanks. God also responds to our sins. We know the horrible consequence of mortal sin, but we often forget the consequences of venial sin. First and foremost, a precious grace which God has given and was in store for us has been lost forever. Venial sin also makes our charity colder. Venial sin often deprives us of future graces, for God sees a soul's will is not totally turn towards him. If today we have lost time in vain conversation or permitted ourselves to get angry without cause, then tomorrow God will deprive us of his light at the time of prayer. If we want to really know the horror of sin, we have to look no further than the cross. The pains, the sufferings, the sorrows which our blessed Lord bore for us during his passion were the result of our sins. Sin certainly hurts ourselves, but it hurts God more importantly. A great way to understand, if we can use that term, understand, the ugliness of sin is to meditate on the passion. This practice has been practiced by saints from all ages. It might be difficult at first to meditate on the passion, that be the case, one great way to start is through the stations of the cross, which are a great way to put the passion in front of our eyes, to break it down. The stations of the cross, though, are not only for beginners. Blessed Marmion, the late Benedictine abbot, would pray the stations of the cross daily. He reminded others that through this, we see the price of our redemption daily. This Lenten season, which we are almost halfway through, is about purification. If we've elected to give up the food which goes into our mouth, yet we refuse to give up the poor things we say of our neighbors, then we are not purifying our mouths. If we've elected not to look at TV, but we fail to look for the faults of others, then we're not purifying our eyes. Let that be the main focus of the Lenten season, Finding those areas where we need to cleanse, where we need to purify. When we give up that something that we don't want to do or don't want to eat, or that cross that we pick up, couple that action with the prayer in order to overcome that sin, that word, that action, that thought, that look, in order to come those sins. We must certainly eradicate the grave sins, but in addition, 
We must eradicate all those deliberate venial sins which we might not give too much attention to. It is by doing this that we will begin to open our eyes to see God more and open our mouths to praise Him more for all the good work He has worked within us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.